Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Theater 5 presents Mr. Paul McGrath as the Beneficiary. Morning, darling. Morning, dear. We're a little late this morning, aren't we? Oh, I tried to be up by ten, but I, I felt that breeze coming in off the sea, and I thought, hang it all, who's going to write it down if I sleep another hour? <laughs> no one, dear. Have your breakfast. Yeah. Oh, you're finished? Well, I've been here an hour, dear. Oh, oh that's right. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, don't be. Go ahead and eat. I'll have another cup of coffee with you. Oh, thanks, darling. Oh, the sea is beautiful this morning. Mm. I don't believe I've ever seen the Mediterranean looking so well. See how the sun dances on those waves? Mmm, mmm. Oh, by the way, you have mail this morning. Mail? Really? Mm-hmm. Looks like some kind of a legal document. <laughs> well, now, I wonder who could be writing to me. You know, I hate getting mail. Well? <laughs> it appears that I've inherited some kind of money. Appears? Well, what would you make of this? Uh, Mr. Walter Dawson, plus the comic Riviera, etc., etc., etc. Dear Mr. Dawson, in the last will and testament of Mrs. Peter Groves, you have been named the sole heir and beneficiary. Since this inheritance involves a substantial sum of money, it would be to your interest to meet with us in our offices at your earliest convenience. Signed, Carter Preston, Administrator of the Estate. Administrator of the Estate? It says here. A substantial sum? Well, evidently. Whoever was this Mrs. Peter Grove? I haven't the faintest idea. Oh, how amusing. Mr. and Mrs. Dawson, how good of you to come. We weren't due back here in New York for another month, but Walter was insistent that we fly immediately. Poor boy hasn't been able to rest since he got the news. Hmm. I do believe this is the most exciting thing that's happened to him in years. Oh, Vera. <laughs> well, why not admit it, dear child? There's nothing wrong with inheriting money. It's good for the blood. Stimulating somehow, though rather academic, taxes being what they are. I think you'll find this quite interesting. How was the Riviera? Warm, very warm. Oh, very, very pleasant. Uh, Mr. Dawson, uh, yes. all this conversation, and I still haven't shaken your hand to congratulate oh. you. Won't <laughs> <laughs> you sit down? Yes, do. Let's get on with it. Uh, of course. Yes. As you can see, it's quite a lengthy document, 32 pages in all. Oh, oh Will, 32 pages long? Apparently, Mrs. Groves was quite an unusual woman. This is fascinating. Walter, you were never unfaithful to me, were you? Oh, I swear to you, my pet, never. <laughs> of course, you weren't silly, but this is mysterious. Counselor, Walter and I have been racking our brains trying to think of a grove as we might be related to. Uh, so far as we know, there has never been a groves on either side. We don't know a grove socially, except the Tilden Groves of Bombay. Ah, yes. Uh, Mr. Uh, Preston, uh, who, who was this uh, 
Uh, Mrs. Groves, I, I don't want to appear impatient, but it, 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 it's very puzzling. Well, uh, <clears throat> what we know of her is little more than what is public record. Our firm is known in some circles for its discretion in administering estates, and she came to us on the advice of a friend. She was married to Peter Groves, the scion of the cooking oil Groves family. Of course. Lord can, Petey Groves. I went to dancing classes with him when I was a child, Walter. But why would he ask his widow to leave his money to you? I never even liked him very much. Actually, this was all Mrs. Groves' idea. As I said, she was an unusual woman. She was not destitute when she married Mr. Groves. She had accumulated a personal fortune of some one and a half million dollars. You see... She was an astute businesswoman in her own right. Uh, But that still doesn't explain who she is or why she left the money to me. One of the few facts we have is that she was born in Haskins, Connecticut. Walter, that's our hometown. And her maiden name was Muriel Sobrani. Muriel Sobrani? Muriel Sobrani? No, I I don't know anyone by that name. I never have. Well, that's the only information we have. Our firm doesn't believe in making unnecessary inquiries. Oh, quite right. Why look for trouble? Well, let's get on with the will. I have a bridge appointment at two. Yes, if, if you don't mind saying... Oh, very well. It's a rather long document, as you can see. <laughs> my, uh, my voice is not the most pleasant of instruments to listen to. Oh, But I hope you will bear with me. I'm Thank sure you. you belittle one of your more natural talents. Uh, very well, <laughs> with your permission. <clears throat> Uh, I, Mrs. Peter Groves, being sound of mind and body... Uh, Could we uh, skip all that, please? Vera and I have sat through the reading of so many of these things. I, for one, understand no better at the end than I did at the beginning. What with all the whereases and the parties of the first part. Yes, Mr. Carter, I agree completely. You're a reputable firm. We would trust you implicitly. Just give us a thumbnail sketch of the will. Uh, Well, it's uh, very unusual, and there is a very large sum of money involved. Perhaps information that you should be aware of. Oh, please, please, Mr. Carter, let's get to the important part of it. But this is important. Uh, No, 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 I just want to hear about the money. Very well, if you insist. Uh, Basically, Mrs. Groves left her entire estate to you with one peculiar condition. And that is? That your husband spend it entirely upon himself. Upon himself? Well, that is, he can donate it to no charitable institutions... He can invest it in no organizations, profit-making or otherwise. In other words, he can spend it on nothing but his own selfish desires and pleasures. How absurd! She took 32 pages to say that. Walter's perfectly capable of spending money without 32 pages of instruction. Ah, that is merely an attempt on Mrs. Grove's part to outline what she considers selfish and unselfish spending according to her thinking. And who's to decide how close he comes to the spirit and letter of her law? The administrator of the estate. Who is? Myself. Well, in that case, you'll be moving in with us. Uh, no, no. I, I really check on his spending activities from time to time to ensure that they're all for his own pleasure. And what happens if they're not? He loses the entire amount. Mr. Dawson, you've been curiously quiet during all this. Do you have any questions you'd like to ask? Yes, just one. How much did she leave me? Three and a half million dollars. Yeah, the half million dollars. Think of it, Vera. That's a million and a half more than you have. What are you going to do with it all? Do as a good woman suggests. Spend it. Oh, I don't like it. Why would anybody leave anybody that kind of money to get rid of in that manner? Because she loved me very deeply, that's why. Or admired me. You're just upset because you've lost control of the person. Now, wait a minute. There must be some real reason why. It's probably tied up with who gave you the money. Are you sure you never knew a Muriel Sobrani? 
Haskins, Connecticut. It's our hometown. I know, Sobrani, Muriel Sobrani. No, I haven't the faintest... Muriel so, so, so. Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, no, no. It couldn't be. It would be too ironic. Too grimly ironic for words. Who is it? <laughs> Oh, I can't believe it. Stop standing there <laughs> laughing like an idiot and tell me who it is this instant. Mary Sobey. Well, that doesn't tell me a thing. Mary Sobey was the girl who lived behind the mill. Your father owned? You know, down behind the, the railroad tracks where all those factory families lived? Yes. Well, I used to go with her while you were still in school in Europe. Muriel Sobrani, of course. I used to call her Mary Sobo because I never could remember her real name. She was uh, a little bit on the fat side. Were you in love with her? Oh, of course not. Oh, at the time I probably was. Maybe I told her that I was. I, I, I can't remember. I, I remember that she was a very serious girl with uh, uh, beautiful eyes. And, and she cried a great deal uh, when I told her that I was marrying you. Oh. You saw her even after you were seeing me. Well, I couldn't drop her just like that. And there were nights when your social commitments made you uh, 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 unavailable. How considerate of you. She must have loved you a great deal to think of you all these years. To accumulate all that money to lay at your feet. Apparently so, apparently so. Well, I was just a young pretty thing with nothing more to offer than an empty head and a million and a half dollar inheritance. Without my knowing it, there must have been a pretty steep competition between me and Fat Mary Sobo for the town's handsomest, most dashing young bachelor. There was never any competition as far as I was concerned. You mean as far as Papa's money was concerned? Oh, Vera, that's a very cutting thing for you to say. Well, it's true, isn't it? No. I would say that of the two of us, fat old Mary Sobo knew you far better than I. All right, then, let's have it out in the open. I was something of a prize, then. There's no reason why I shouldn't have married the... The, the... highest bidder. Look, I have taken your sharp insolence for the last time. Where are you going? Out. To do what? Spend some of your money? Yes, if you must know. I'm going out to buy my own car for the first time with my own money. <laughs> Afternoon, don't you mean? Huh? You're late for breakfast. Oh, I think I'm up early today. I had intended to sleep till three o'clock. Here it's only one. You didn't get in until six this morning. Uh, six thirty. I looked at my watch. Per pass coffee, please. And you weren't alone. No, I wasn't. I was too drunk to drive, so one of the very obliging young ladies from the Crazy Horse Saloon drove me home. Where is she now? Uh, she went home, I think. Just how long do you intend this adolescent nonsense to go on? What adolescent nonsense? This running around the countryside until all hours of the morning. As long as it pleases me, I imagine. I will not stand for it. You're making me the laughing stock of the Riviera. First you bought a Rolls Royce and painted it pink. There was the hundred-foot yacht staffed with girls from the Crazy Horse Saloon for marine biological expeditions, you claimed. Mm -hmm. And now this, bringing cheap little floozies into my home. No, 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 she wasn't a floozy. She was my chauffeur. I won't have it, you understand? I won't have it. What do you intend to do about it? I'll divorce you. That's one thing I'll do. Very well, divorce me. I still have two and a half million of my own left. I think I shall survive. Walter, don't say that. What would you like me to do? Apologize? Now, stop this insanity. It's not insanity. I'm doing what I want to do for the first time in my life. Walter, don't you see this is all some hideous plan of revenge on the part of that woman. Oh. 
She left you all that money because she knew it would destroy whatever happiness you had at this time in your life. Oh, don't be absurd. She left it because she loved me. That's obviously not true. And I suppose you do love me. Yes. I haven't always shown it in the right way, perhaps, but I do. I understand the weaknesses and flaws in your character, but I don't hate you for it the way she did. What weaknesses? You, you don't give three million dollars to somebody you hate. Well, if somebody's a weak character like you, you do, because you know it will destroy well, that's him. That's absurd. This is very... You're treating me like a child. I treat you like a child because you are a child. You always will be. But if you continue like this, I'll have to divorce you because I have my pride to think of. I can't allow myself to be destroyed, even by somebody I love. Very well. Divorce me. I'll suffer the consequences as best I can. If I do, there'll be no going back. There'll be no need to. I don't need the leavings of your father's table anymore. I have my own table. Yes, that's what I said, dear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mr. Dawson, you're so funny. Oh, no, no. Call me, call me Walter, sweetie. Say, didn't I read that you got your final divorce and everything today? Hey, you're very well informed. If I remember correctly, I think that that's what this party is all about. Oh, Mr. Dawson, you're so funny. Gee, don't you feel kind of bad? Oh, that's what you're here for, a little red riding hood to make me feel better. Oh, Mr. Come Johnson. Here. <laughs> Dinner has been set for two, sir. Oh, excellent. Uh, have all the other servants gone? Yes, sir. Good, good, very good. Put on a sack of records and see that all the phones are disconnected. I'm expecting a... A long and perfect evening. A new young lady, sir. Yes, one who's been dying to meet me for some time, according to all reliable reports. Mm, good luck, sir. Thank you, uh, Siddons. I, I don't think I'll need it. Oh, look at that sea with the moonlight on it. Let me tell you, Siddons, it's good to have a world at your feet. As you say, sir. Will there be anything else? No, no, I don't think so. Just show the young lady in when she arrives, and then take the rest of the night off yourself. Thank you, sir. Good night. Thank you, Siddons. I think I'll uh, read until she arrives. Now, where was I in this dreary book? Oh, yes, page 194. How little I care about marine biology. from the sea must have shifted. Darn doors never stay closed. I'll have to have their latch attended to. Uh, Siddons, uh, uh, no, no, never mind. I'll close them myself. Yeah, that's better. Good evening, Mr. Dawson. Huh? Or should I call you well, Walter? Well, well who, uh, who are you? I mean, uh, how, how did you uh, get in? Siddons let me in. Siddons let you in? I told him never to let anyone from the village in here. I can't have old ladies crawling all over the place. Oh, Siddons, uh, Siddons... It won't do you any good to call him. I've dismissed him for the evening. But I... You've dismissed him? Why not? I pay him. You pay him? Of all the... Will you get out of here? Get out of here this very minute. I'm expecting a young lady. <laughs> I'm the lady you're expecting. What? Oh, don't you recognize me, Walter? You don't know how long I've yearned for this. Lived for this moment to come true. Kiss me, Walter. Hold me and kiss me. Madam, are you mad? Are you 
quite insane. There was a time when you couldn't get enough of my kisses. You swore you'd move heaven and earth for my lips. Down, stop. Will you get out of here before I have you thrown out? What's the matter, Walter? Don't you want to kiss me just because I'm older than I used to be? Because my lips aren't as soft and girlish as you remember them. I'm still the same, and I love you as I always have. Will will you get away from me? Who, Who are you? You know me, Walter. You must know me. I've known and loved you for 40 years. All of my life, I've wanted to make you happy. I've been loyal and steadfast and true. And now all I want is love and marriage. Love and marriage at your age? You're insane. Not as insane as you are to make a fool of yourself at your age. And those young girls. Oh. <laughs> a fool of myself? Well, I may not be as young as I used to be, but, but I'm rich. If you marry me, I'll make you happy till the end of your days. Obey your every command. Fulfill your every wish. You, you can't be serious. Why shouldn't you marry me? We're both old and alone, and we have so much to remember. I wouldn't marry you if my life depended on it. Then you refuse. Without even considering the matter. Pardon me. Did you hear that, Mr. Preston? Yes, Mrs. Groves. I heard. Please join us. I think we all have something to talk about together. Well, Carter, what a relief to see you. Who is this uh, silly old woman? Read him the paragraph from the will, Mr. Preston. Very well, Mrs. Groves. And the beneficiary further agrees that should he be divorced from his present wife and should Mrs. Peter Groves, nay, Muriel Sobrani, be found to be living and not dead, as may have been previously supposed... The beneficiary agrees to marry the aforesaid Mrs. Peter Groves, should she so desire. And uh, if the beneficiary for any reason refuses, said beneficiary agrees to forfeit all rights and claims to the estate, including any properties or material possessions he was able to realize from the original amount. Then you're... Muriel Sobrani. Or Mary as you used to so lovingly call me. Carter, well, what does all this mean? It means you don't have a penny. You don't even own the clothes you have on. Carter, you assured me that that clause was merely the twisted whim of a warped mind. Oh, now I have a warped mind. Oh, Mary, Mary, dear Mary, there's been a horrible misunderstanding. No, I think the understanding is perfect. You're to be out of my house by tomorrow morning. You can take your personal belongings. Nothing more. The rest is mine. Goodbye, Walter. No, 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 Mary, wait. Come along, Carter. No, no, Mary, wait. You, you, you can't leave me like this. And why not? You left me. But well, what am I going to do? I have nothing. I'm, I, I, I'm 62 years old. I can't start all over again. Go back to your wife. She loves you. But she'd never take me back again. She has her social position to think of. Well, now I have mine. Mary, you can't leave me like this. I, I, I have nothing. You never did. No, I, I'm, I'm too old to work. I, I'm, I'm helpless. I'll, I'll die. I doubt that. At one time, I thought I would, but I survived, and you will, too. Though sometimes you'll wish you hadn't. Come, Carter. We've wasted no, enough no, time. No, 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 Mary, come back. You, you don't understand. I, I love you. You, you. you can't leave me like this. Can't I? As you told me yourself one starlit night so long ago, parting is such sweet sorrow. Goodbye, Walter. Mary! Mary! <laughs>
Theater 5 has presented The Beneficiary, written by George Bamber, directed by Warren Somerville. In the cast, Paul McGrath, Vera Allen, George Petrie, Anne Hilton, and Abby Lewis. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastotsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Mr. Lee Bowman. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production.